How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to 19-Year-Old Shrink. This is Will John Grande. Hope you're finishing up your summer on a good note. It's crazy that it's already been almost four months since the first episode, and a year ago, I would have never even thought that I'd be starting my own podcast, but it really has been an incredible experience being able to get out my message, and is a perfect platform for every person at any age to do just that. And I encourage you, if you've been considering trying out a podcast and wanna share your message, do it. And what's cool about creating a podcast is that there's so many metrics and statistics that can help you improve in areas where you're weak. And what I've been using is the podcast server called Buzzsprout. So this podcast server allows you to upload your episodes to a variety of different apps like Spotify, Apple, TuneIn, and so many more all at once. What's cool is also if you're a big numbers person, it allows you to see how many downloads you're getting daily, monthly, and over your career with the podcast and also the different locations people are tuning in from. So whenever I see a location, I'm able to know, oh, that's my uncle listening in or that's my brother, which is really cool actually. And also, if you're having a tough time starting out, Buzzsprout sends helpful videos to your email that show you how to be the most effective in putting your message out there with the podcast. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, I provided a link to start your Buzzsprout account in the show notes for this episode. So definitely give it a try. For me, it's around like $18 a month. And looking back, it was definitely worth the investment because it's allowed me to get my message out there. And I encourage you to do the same thing. But now let's start off with today's topic. And this is surrounding ourselves with people that are strong in areas of our life where we may be weak. I could go on and on about the cliches that people say about promoting teamwork. It takes a village. There's no I in team. Teamwork makes the dream work. And I'm not a big cliche guy, but this episode is definitely going to be in agreement with a lot of those cliches, and you'll see why. So this talk is about surrounding ourselves with people that are strong in areas where we are weak. It's all aimed at becoming the best version of ourselves. But... I feel like there's often this misconception that being great requires burnout, where we have to be 100% knowledgeable and also present with everything in our lives. And then we're led down the path of believing, well, if I'm not burnt out, I'm not doing it right. Or if I don't know everything, I'm not worthy or capable of being great. And what I'm learning is that simply is just not true. Henry Ford, industrialist and American automobile manufacturer, And one of the most successful figures of his time dealt with a lot of backlash because he was not formally educated. When asked a question criticizing him on that, he replied, if I should really want to answer the foolish question you've just asked or any of the other questions you've been asking me, let me remind you that I have a row of electric push buttons on my desk and by pushing the right button, I can summon to my aid men who can answer any question I desire concerning the business to which I'm devoting most of my efforts. It's a lot to take in. But this quote recognizes the idea of learning by doing where we look at how people lived versus just reading a book with information. So what I'm gonna ask you guys to think of is think of a time where you wanted to learn how to do something and you went on YouTube or read a book looking for a very specific answer to your question and you spend like two hours searching and find nothing having to do with what you're looking for. So then you're like, okay, let me ask someone for help. And then you ask them a very specific question and all of a sudden you hear exactly what you needed. And the situation, this situation goes along with the quote, life punishes the vague wish and rewards a specific ask. I know I'm throwing a bumper sticker at you guys, but I think for this, it's definitely worth it. By us going to an individual and asking them a specific question, we're able to spend much less time finding the answer because we're having a back and forth dialogue. And we're hearing it from someone who has a close relationship with us already, which always adds more influence. 
And what finding that person at the push of a button does is it finds the answer you're looking for in a much shorter period of time. And with our fast paced society, it's about how quickly we can find that answer. And going back to the original point, we can't ask a specific question to a book and expect it to give this specific answer back to us. We have to go in hoping that it has the information we're looking for. And if it doesn't, we just keep looking for another book. Whereas with another person, if they don't have the answer, we know pretty quickly and can go seek another person. It's all about efficiency and Ford recognized that. He knew he didn't have the formal education, which is still very important. I don't wanna say reading books is bad because I read a lot of books. But he knew if he could surround himself with the right people, he could master time and efficiency and learn things in a much quicker way and silence all those critics about him not having any formal education. And for people who have had formal education, had the ability to go to college, obviously take advantage of that. But I'm starting to see how it's not everything in our life. There's a lot more to it. And one of the things that's so important for us now and what Henry Ford demonstrated is being just as aware of your weaknesses as your strengths. Because he could have kept denying the things he didn't know and remain ignorant in those areas. But in the long term, this would eventually hold him back even more. By not looking for those people who are successful where he wasn't, he would have just been stagnant and never improve in those areas where he was lacking. And this is related to everything that we've discussed so far on this podcast. First, ego. Why was Henry Ford great? Because even when he was known as being successful, he wasn't afraid to realize he still had weaknesses. And that's when he reached out to those people so he could become even more knowledgeable and successful. He was also an essentialist. He knew what he was good at, and that's where he focused his attention, but also knew that if he didn't improve the areas he wasn't as skilled at, his overall performance would struggle. And also, he remained neutral. When I said, in my opinion, being great means being just as aware of your weaknesses as your strengths, that does not mean getting down on yourself for those weaknesses, but using that energy to find the people that can help you in those areas. Because if we start saying to ourselves, we suck, we suck, we suck a lot more often, that's not going to make us great. And Henry Ford could have done that. He could have said, wow, I'm not formally educated. I'm stupid. I'll never be successful. But he didn't. He bought into the value of learning by doing, which anyone can do no matter how educated you are. So just to bring that all together, it's knowing where you are strong, but also where you're weak and who is that most effective person to help shrink the gap between your strengths and your weaknesses. Because I could spend all the time in every single area where I feel weak and push, push, push and get burnt out. And eventually the areas where I'm strong start to suffer because of that. And the pushing, pushing, pushing is me reading and searching every single book and getting tired because I can't find the very specific answer I'm looking for. Whereas by seeking out your network and finding those people who can help you, you're saving much more time. So vulnerability, self-awareness, organization, these are three very important qualities in bringing out the best in the people you surround yourself with. So now I'm going to give you examples of this in my own life where I've fallen short. And my podcast is actually a great example of this. So when I started this thing, I was like, I want no help. I want to go it alone, see where it takes me. I'm not kidding. I was refusing to be vulnerable because I didn't want others to know that there were areas where I was still weak. And I saw all these people who were successful who seemed to go it alone. And I was given that illusion that that's what being successful means. So I started off that way. And I could tell I didn't know Jack how to organize a podcast, how to market myself on social media, what music to use for the intro. And what did I do? 
I became so burnt out because I was harping on the fact that I didn't know everything. I kept pushing, 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 and I overcomplicated things. And eventually I quit. And after about three weeks of not doing anything, I came across the Henry Ford quote and realized I don't have to do it all or take the long way and be the tough guy to make this happen. So I began asking myself, going back to those questions, what are my strengths? I understand people and what makes them do the things that they do. And I'm good at using stories from my own life to relate it back to those experiences. Those are my strengths. What are my weaknesses? I don't know how to make a podcast. (laughs) I'm not sure how to tie all these stories and examples together. And I don't know how to do anything social media related. Yet. First step, I began asking this question. Who? The reason who was a lot more effective for me is because If I asked who can give me the information or help instead of where I can get the information, I'm held more accountable towards following through on my work. So who can I reach out to that can help me make a podcast? (laughs) Then everything started firing. My uncle Phil, he legit had a successful podcast for five years. So I call him up and I give him the rundown and he's like, well, your timing's fantastic because I'm actually starting courses where I teach people how to make their own podcast. Bingo. So we start hopping into weekly Zoom meetings. First thing he asked me, you need to think of a title. And he's like, especially for you, since you're young, you want to highlight that in your title and also what the show's about. So after a while where I came up with some pretty subpar names, we started getting into titles like (laughs) The Young Psychologist. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, 19-year-old shrink. And he's like, there you go. It tells people your age, what it's about, and it's unique enough that gets people wondering more. For kids my age and younger, usually they're like, what the hell is a shrink? And they look it up because they're interested. And for older people, they're like, oh, interesting. And they look it up. Then he begins talking about how to organize the show and the layout of how an episode should look. From there, we go into different guests I can have on, topics, the microphones I should order, the logo, using Buzzsprout, how to create titles for each episode. From there, I'm like, okay, artistic abilities aren't my thing. Who do I know that's very good at this and can teach me about this process? My friend Chris, the guy who created my logo. Again, the who is very important in this because I'm being held accountable. He spent a lot of time on this logo and that made me more inclined to follow through on the podcast because it was more evidence that people are sacrificing their time for you and you should follow through and do the same. Now, when I wanted to record my first episode, and this still happens for most of the interviews that I have, I was like, oh, How do I organize my ideas so that they can make the most sense for the listener? So before every interview, I'm calling up my Uncle Phil, usually for like five to 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I have all these questions. I'm like freaking out. Do you agree with how I have them organized? And sometimes he says to me, what the hell are you doing putting that at the start of your interview? And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's a good thing that we had this conversation then. And then he helps me, walks me through it. There's a common theme again. Phil is giving me the advice. In the back of my head, I have this sense of accountability to follow through on his suggestions because I know he's going to listen and I know it's going to benefit me greatly. So as you're starting to notice, I started to include people in my process and I'm starting to stick with it. Whereas before I didn't have anyone, there was no one holding me accountable and I just quit. So start to take that into account why having people along your journey is really important. Another example, my cousin Lupe. Her help has been an absolute game changer. I do not like social media. I don't. And I knew going in that social media is a big part of promoting anything that you do. And once my mindset changed, I was like, who do I know that would be good at this? And then Lupe started out. 
So if you've ever looked at my Instagram page and thought, wow, that's well done, or that image is really cool, shout out to Lupe. Because if there is no promotion in any way, there's a slim, slim chance that your podcast or brand is going anywhere. And I saw her this weekend for a family reunion trip in Delaware, and I was like, your help is huge. (laughs) I joked, if I took over the social media for a week, I'd probably lose like 80 followers. Because she's very skilled at making the posts and is oriented that way, and I realized my energy and focus should be put elsewhere. Focus on the things I'm really good at and allow others to help teach you from their own experience what they're good at. So by me realizing my weaknesses, I was able to reach out to Lupe because she had the strength where I had the weakness. But if I just ignored the fact that I had a weakness here and said my social media is best with me running it, then my message, which is my strength, would suffer because I was being stubborn. Also, I am not a numbers guy. I am so happy I don't ever have to take a math class ever again in my life. But there are so many metrics out there on social media to help me spread my message to more people. That's where my friend Mason has started telling me. There was a long time where I felt like I wasn't reaching as many people on social media as I would have liked. And as I've learned, (laughs) insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Another great quote. So I began asking, who do I know that has had experience with social media and knows how to get the most outreach? Again, learning by doing. Taking that shortcut by talking to a person that you know and you already have a close relationship with. And that was Mason. She runs a social media program for her job and she's learned the patterns and trends of it. So I gave her my account information and she started diving into the metrics. She was like, most of your listeners are from the Los Angeles area or this is the time where most people that are following you are active on Instagram and that's usually around 6 p.m. Pacific time. She also was like, here are the demographics gender wise for your podcast Instagram page. So 65% of your interactions are with males on 19-year-old shrink podcast. And 35% are with females. So what you want to do is start interacting more with the other podcast pages that are run by females. So what you start doing is looking for those pages that have a similar message and one that you want to share with your audience and start collaborating with them. And that's what I'm starting to do. But I would have never known that if it wasn't for the help of another person who has learned by doing that. I would have never picked this up if I try to do this on my own or go it alone. And all these people have been such a huge help. And this is not something I was open to for a while. I was very stubborn about it because I didn't want to ask for help. I didn't want to come off as like weak. But once you start changing your perspective on it, all these different opportunities start coming up. And that's what Lupe, that's what Mason, that's what Phil, that's what Chris allowed me to do is allow me to focus on the things I'm skilled at and learn in the other areas that they're more skilled at but I don't have to focus all my time and get too burnt out by it. So now, (laughs) how can you apply this to your own life? The first place is realizing that your network is a lot bigger than it seems. Sometimes you're maybe one, two people away from finding that specific answer you're looking for. Maybe you are that person who doesn't like asking questions because you're afraid of coming off as stupid. (laughs) I was. First thing I always recommend is make it a little unsatisfying for yourself, knowing that if you don't ask the question, you're never gonna learn. And if this is very tough for you, start out asking your family members. Maybe you're someone who's really excelled at the formal education, learning by reading, but you feel burnt out and you aren't satisfied with your results yet. And you're not as great on the relationship side. So ask them, do you know someone who would be able to answer this question for me? 
all of a sudden these people begin coming into your lives. And what you can do now is spend much more time on your strengths and spending less time finding the path to a vaguer answer. This is not knocking high school and college education because there is no way I would ever be where I am without the education I've had and also from all the books that I'm reading. But even there, where was most of my learning happening? It wasn't when I was reading the book. It's when I pulled a concept from that book that I was curious about and went to office hours, had a conversation about it with my teacher, and then I started learning about their experience with this topic. My life has become much better after I started focusing on my network and my relationships with other people and combining that with my formal education. Because then I began taking advantage of what I was learning in the books because I got to hear personal experiences of people that are close to me, which makes it easier to remember and to impact me. People who have learned by doing. Maybe you've just been focusing on getting through school and relationships haven't been at the forefront of your mind. But start small. Because what you'll eventually find out is that your network grows real quick and you can start to develop one where you can reach people at the push of a button. So with that, I hope you all enjoyed today's talk. Again, if you're interested in spreading your own message, click the link in the show notes and start your own Buzzsprout account today. It really helped me out a lot. And if you have any questions for me, feel free to reach out to 19-Year-Old Shrink Podcast on Instagram and my personal page, which is WJG23. Have a great day, everybody. Take care.